Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts. And they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's king to the cot are champions of Europe once again. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Cop and Fracker, your favourite Liverpool podcast. I'm joined today by the wonderful Anik. Say hello, my good friend. How's it going, Harold? You good? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. Not too bad. How about yourself, Ellis? How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? Yes. Matching yes. queen. Yeah, matching, obviously. Check the merch. Come on. Merch yeah. taken quickly. You know the vibes. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Marco, what are you saying? How's life? I'm good, man. You know me and Annika matching too. You know, like that. You know, yeah, that yeah. Got the red top on. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. You see the way my yeah, tweets are? Yeah, the, the red half is on this side and the yeah. black half is on that side. On that side. This is all coordinated. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all planned, you know, you, you know how we do it. Okay, awesome. Glad to have you guys here, of course. Before we get into the actual agenda for today, I just want to say, first of all, a plug for our YouTube channel. Please check it out. Um, we're going to be sharing, I'm going to be sharing the screen uh, a little bit later on this episode. So, so please check our YouTube channel. You'll be able to see visuals of exactly what we do. You'll be able to see the matching tops that we're talking about if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, and also, it's also a plug for our Discord community. We've recently started that up. It's a bit alien to some, but I promise you, the more you use it, the easier it gets. We're almost on about a thousand members overall, but we're the lowest out of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, and United in regards to the amount of members. Yeah, we man, have. I didn't even like to see that. Yeah, Liverpool it's not nice. Fans, man. We so we, help. Need, we, so help. we need you guys to come get come involved. On. Please, please, please get involved. Think of it as like a, a global WhatsApp chat where you can talk about anything and everything. Check it out. I promise you will not regret it. I think that is everything, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, let's get into the, the stuff for today. Cool. I mean, there's a shameless plug. You can plug yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry. I mean, it all falls on, all falls on the um, Touchline Media Group. I we are talking about my YouTube channel. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all falls on the Touchline Media Group. Courtside Fracker, we've recently just started. If you're into basketball, I saw, I was looking for our followers on Copy and Fracker, and I see a lot of people are Liverpool fans and also Lakers fans, which gives me great delight. So if you're one of those yeah, people, man. if you're new to basketball, if you're a veteran, come check us out. Uh, recently started. Yeah, I promise you won't regret it. Awesome. So that is all of the management stuff out of the way. Fantastic. Let's get on to what we're talking about today. So this week we saw, of course, we had, there was no football. So all we have to talk about, is, aside from transfers, which we'll get on to, is our, our Nike kit and lifestyle range. Right, so it caused a bit of a stir initially because we were like, Where's this green come from? Like, why is everyone wearing green? Like, what, what's wrong with Nike? They're gonna be it's gonna give us this standard pro forma kit, but yes, yeah, so people have had different in, uh, opinions that the kit's actually come out itself, it's fairly expensive. But yeah, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Let me open up the floor to you, Ellis. I'll start with you. What do you think? I like it, I think it's nice. Um. I saw a kit going back to about what 90, what early 90s, when we had the green, I think Adidas manufactured that one. Um, I think if you see the kit in person, it probably looks better. It, the, the pictures probably don't give it justice. And mm. um, in the players wear it, the fit is very well, the players. Um, yeah, the home kit is nice, it's nice. I mean, Nike's Nike, man, everyone, if you grew up, especially in London, if you grew up in London, I mean, if, if you didn't have a pair of Air Forces, pair of 110s, Air Max 97s, Nike, you know what I'm saying? Nike is nice. Yeah. It, it is nice to finally get, like, manufactured by Nike. Um, well, I think most of us are looking forward to the to the tracksuits, Nike tech tracksuits, which will be cold. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I can't really afford it, man. It's a nice kit, man. It is expensive, but it's the game, it's the game baby. Yeah, 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 standard. So yeah, this, on topic of it being expensive, there are two versions. I think the replica one is 70 quid or so. And then there's the, the ones that actually the players wear, which has got the, the breathable technology or whatever they call it nowadays. Uh, that's 100 quid. But let me, before I ask the next person, uh, Anik, I'm just going to show the, just show everyone what exactly what we are talking about so they can look along. So, awesome. Hopefully you guys can see that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Cool. So what are your thoughts? What are we saying thus far? What do you think about this? I quite like it. I think it looks. I think as what Ellis said, it will look better in person. But I think just looking at it, you know, Liverpool logo next to the Nike badge looks, you know, looks looks good. Yeah, I like I think, it a lot. Yeah, I think it might be one of those ones where we add more badges to it. So our yeah. Champions League, our Premier League badges, League our, badge. our um, World Club Cup badge, those kind of things. So I think it will make it look nicer for sure. Marco, any yeah. thoughts on yourself? Um, yeah, I like it a lot. I like the detail on the more expensive kit, you know, the £100 kit, which I'm going to grip my teeth when paying for it. But it looks really nice. There's a lot of detail on this bit of the kit all the way down and I feel like up close in person it would look amazing cool awesome. so are you are you sharing the stadium version yes or... I, 
Apologies. That's the stadium version. That is is the stadium version. They because they I just caught these pictures from the Liverpool website, so they are sold out. The more expensive one that you guys are talking about, it is sold out. Uh, So they actually don't have that version on there. But you, it's not that. I want to say it's not that uh, visibly obvious, but it it kind of is. Um, Yeah. the, the The more expensive one. Just think of this with a with some breathable technology. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go too deep into our kit range because this is not a fashion podcast. It's football after all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to come back to you, uh, Marco. What do you what do you think of these? I'm going to put these two together. This is our this is our training kit. Okay, so from what I thought it was going to be, um, I know there was a rumored black, white, and green kit. Mm. No, black, white, and green tracksuit, which I yeah. like. That's my favourite out of the bunch. This I probably will still buy the training top and bottoms. I'm not too sure. I'm not 100% on it at the moment. But it looks like a really nice fit. Nike always tends to have really nice fits. And I do like the fact that it's Nike. Like most of my stuff is Nike. I'll be able to match for once instead of wearing New Balance or Warrior and Nike or something <laughs> else in Nike. Do you know what I mean? But props yeah. to New Balance. That, that, that was, that's been, yeah, a, that's New been a very successful been really kit. Well, you know? Yeah, very successful kit, but it's just a shame. I like matching, isn't it? Like stepping yeah. out all coordinated. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> fair, enough. fair enough. This is, the, uh, this is a, another form of the trading kit. It's obviously got... This little... I'm buying, 100%. Yeah, like this it. one. I was going to say, yeah, this one I'm definitely going to get. I like the design behind it. Can I, I like... even plug Nike a bit? It's £35 or £37.95 or something like that. And for the price, it looks really good, man. Awesome. Like carnival next year. Carnival, yeah? Okay, fantastic. <laughs> and Ellis, I've heard from you in a minute, so I'm going to ask your thoughts on this. I, we said before the, pod, before the podcast started, it looks like a... It's like a this is rumoured, sorry, I should say. This is our rumoured away kit. It looks like a sea green, sea, sea blue, am I talking about? Sea blue uh, type of style. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's a bit of a Marmite one. Some people love it, some people hate it. What are your thoughts? I kind of like it. It's different. I like it because it's different, man. Um, cool. Uh, you can't really see much of it. I can't. Be yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't see much of it. Again, I think I think it's another one where you have to see in person. But I, I think it's different from all of our way kits. And these ones, these ones that are different, we tend to have like a really good season in terms of like the football we play. I remember, we had yeah, I remember the orange kit. Oh, yeah, orange. There is one yeah. in there. That gives us a lot of good memories. Um, that was Ox's special kit, you know. Reserved you know all the best that was, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. was, no, you're right. That was, that, so, was, that was a very nice kit. I think, I think, I think the design on the badge here, I think this is the more, expe- so-called more expensive one because on the stadium, um, on the more expensive kit, can you see the badge there? And yeah. the night ticket slightly raised, so slightly embossed. Okay. Oh, I yeah. actually like that detail on it as well. And obviously the World Club champions as well. That Ladies and gentlemen, good. I bring you I bring you Mr. Anik Palmer. He is he is a <laughs> our very own fashion connoisseur. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, because because I I was looking, coming back to the kits, I was looking at what is the difference between the more expensive and the slightly cheaper one. I think you're gonna come on to that in a bit anyway, Harold. But um I was just trying to. I was Before I do, for I'm, I'm more happy for you to, to go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just looking for reasons why it's so much. Well, not, you know, why, why should I pay £70? Why should I pay £100? And I think the way Nike have sort of done it is that, you know, if you're going to pay £70 for a kit, you might as well go and spend £100. Because on the more expensive version, you have that breathable technology where the Nike tick is here and where the Liverpool badge is there, that's slightly sort of raised. You've got, I think, there's like a pattern as well. Yeah. So, but like that, that you can see up in person. And obviously the fit is a bit more, um, you know, is, is a bit better. So I think Nike have also, you know, played their cards right in terms of pricing as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that, 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 that probably swings it for me. I think I'm probably going to go for the more expensive one. Cool. Fair enough. So what I think that we can say as a general consensus is that when it initially came out, these... This home kit um, in particular was one that we were a bit mm, and armoring about a little bit more. But as we saw our players wearing it, as we saw a bit more detail around it, we, we warmed up to it a little bit more. Is that, yeah. that fair to say? That is yeah. fair to yeah. say. Okay, cool. And as I said, we're not a fashion podcast, but yeah, this is just our thoughts on the kit. I'm going to swiftly move on 
to our transfers or lack thereof, rather, as we've seen in our fantastic group chat uh, in recent <laughs> Um, we have been linked heavily with a man called Thiago Alcantara. He is currently a player for Bayern and there's reports coming out from all sorts of reliable and not so reliable sources saying that he's already said goodbye to his teammates as I stopped my screen being shared. Um, what do you guys think on it? Is it going to happen? Are we clutching at straws? Should we be looking elsewhere? You know? Um, yeah, Marco, I think you're itching to speak to me. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know if I want to speak on this because people in the group chat know my views. Um, but yeah, no, fuck it, fuck it, let's go for it. I feel like um, if the deal's already agreed on Thiago's end in terms of agreeing player terms, I'd, we've already spoken in the group chat about why it's possibly not been announced Bayern is still in the Champions League. You could is that based on anything, by the way? He's, he's saying that... Um, it's mainly based on the rumours that I've heard and how confident he is about moving. Okay. So what I was told was, so what I've gathered from all the sources that I've picked up oh. on. <laughs> what I was told, sounds like an ITK there, you know. Okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No ITKs around here. But, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, from what I picked up on, he was in the room about to sign a contract. He looked at the contract by and offered him and he was like, nah. And that indicated to them that he's already got somewhere else agreed. They've offered him better terms. And it's a top club. Um, I feel like it could be PSG. I feel like it could be us. I feel like it wouldn't be anyone in Spain. And out of us and PSG, we look like the more attractive proposition at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason I feel like he's already agreed terms. And especially because of the things about him saying goodbye and people already mentioning Liverpool's name in his in the same sentence as Thiago. Um, with the whole club agreeing a fee with Bayern, I understand why things are taking long. Obviously, I'm not happy about it. I want it to be done as soon as possible and I want Thiago to be a Liverpool player as soon as possible. Right. As you've listened to this podcast, you heard me glowing about Werner, glowing about, San- sorry, glowing about Havertz and they've both decided to go elsewhere. Havertz, not confirmed, but from what Sane said, yeah, maybe so. And I'm trying not to get too excited about the Thiago thing, but understandably watching his highlights and seeing what he can bring and knowing Thiago from Barcelona, like Thiago was someone I admired when he was at Barcelona and he was an elite player for me when he was at Barcelona and he stepped it up even more at Bayern and he's brought in a little bit more to his game where he's able to chase down and do that defensive side of things. Just a little trivial thing. Um, I know we've all seen Sane's little dribble in training. Yeah. And for me, it was really exciting seeing that Thiago was the one that nicked the ball off him. He ran with him the whole way and then oh. nicked it off him. I, I, didn't, like, I, oh, I, like, I didn't even spot that. Yeah, like, for someone like that to be in our midfield, yeah, we have Fabinho there, but we've also got someone that's going to do the same thing that Henderson does and has more quality going forward. So would that be a seamless swap in? And... I'm salivating at the prospect of Naby, Thiago and Fabinho playing the same midfield. Obviously, I mentioned Coutinho before, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Or let me not get too ahead of myself. But it's a really <laughs> exciting prospect. I feel like Thiago and suitable backups in certain positions win us the Premier League season. Dependent on everybody's oh, wow. strengthening. But yeah, I feel like that wins us the Premier League season. Okay, big claims there from Marco. Ellis, do you agree? Do you? Yeah, I know, always. <laughs> do, do you agree, Ellis? Do you agree that um, the introduction of a, a player like Thiago wins us the Premier League, or do you think we should be looking elsewhere for boosting of quality? In our team? Uh, I think it does win us the Premier League again. He's someone that the level of quality he has is above what we have in our midfield. Yeah. Um, he does yeah. add something different to our midfield, and he adds a bit more like in regards to that first time passing, he's someone that can spot a pass quickly. Um, he's tenacious. Um, he has got a good engine. Obviously, I think the only reservations that we have is his uh, age and his injury. Injury record, yeah. Injury record. Um, in regards to the rumours, I think I've posted like a picture in our group chat a couple of times with like people getting upset because of rumours that they hear. 
and people believe that rumours and they hear a couple of people saying it. So then with this transfer thing is like, oh, look at what they're doing and they're doing that and we're watching over there. Instead of just letting things play out. Obviously, it's just the nature of the beast. We all want new players. We all want our teams to develop and get better, which is not, there's nothing wrong with it yeah. at all because a lot of people get uh, misconstrued in what people are saying. Like Someone might say, just wait, let's see what, what's going to happen, then people will take it out of context, like, oh, you don't want the team to progress in. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying, wait, let's just see what's going to happen, mm. because we don't know. No one said it. And with the Thiago rumours, there's no Liverpool journalist. So, um, your Melissa Reddy's good friend of the pod, um, good friend of the pod, of the James Pierce. James Pierce. Um, Paul Joyce. No one has said nothing. Yeah. It's very, very strange. I've they would have come out and crossed rumours or they would have said, oh, Liverpool are looking. So I think it's a thing whereby we just wait and see. I'm not really getting it too ahead of myself because yeah. I'm not really on this, like, get excited over players. But if it does come, it will be an excellent, excellent sign. And, um, yeah, that's it, really. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I do. I do think we do share the, the same, even those who are of... I don't know, of a different mindset in regards to whether it will happen or not. I think we do agree that he will bolster our squad. He will definitely, definitely. improve us and he's something that we're looking for. The feasibility over it is what's in question um, between all of us. I'd say probably just between the fan base itself as well. Um, obviously with um, rumours of FSG and not necessarily rumours on just previous spending from F- FSG and the model that they've, they've built in itself. But as I as I waffle on, I'm going to hand over to Anik. I'm uh, curious to hear your thoughts on the whole situation. You're normally quite quite quiet, quiet in our group chat, so yeah, let's hear what you have to say. Do you think so, the addition of Thiago is likely? Uh, I imagine you agree that he is. He will bolster our squad. And do you, or do you think we should be looking elsewhere? Yeah. So yeah, I, I just let the group chat go in its own way yesterday, and it was fire. It was just going on. Um, <laughs> But I think I think I think my take on it is that um, you know I said this earlier. I'm not too fussed whether he comes or not. Um, I personally think we should be focusing elsewhere. If he does come, I I I think I speak for everyone when I say that the level of quality within the squad and the midfield will definitely improve. If he doesn't come, do we still win the league? I'm pretty confident that we will. So Ooh, based claims, on that, eh? I'm I'm not too fussed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Like, how is he actually gonna improve our midfield based on what we have at the moment? Who's he gonna come and okay, take a place straight that. off? You don't think? You don't I think? Mean, he, he as much as I love Ronaldo, yeah, Genie goals, man. I feel like Thiago. What Thiago offers, just passing ability-wise, is ridiculous. Like having but, two people that can unlock defenses, Naby in his dribbling way and able to do really, really incisive, clever passes, and then someone that could do the same. Or do defensive work at the same time. Yeah, but I feel like seen, that's an improvement. But you've seen with our recent midfield purchases, they don't just come in and walk straight into the team. Yeah. They take obviously some time to bed in. And Which I feel as I though ne- next season, yeah, I feel as though next season we need to sort of be like straight on it and out of the blocks because I know all these, you know, especially Chelsea, City will be there looking to sort of close the gap. Which is why I think. You know, even if he does come, I still think it will probably take some time for him to bed in. I know with the level of quality he has, he can, you know, walk into our team. But I just think to adhere to our unique style of play, it might take him a bit of time. So, so okay, I think- cool. So, so you're saying it will, it will take time, is in that he, he will improve our squad, but it will take time yeah. for him to earn a, a starting berth? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. Cool. I, that- I, I, I think that, yeah. Cool. I think I had that argument with someone in the group chat where I was like, Thiago doesn't walk into the squad at the moment because he needs to learn trigger presses, say pressing of course. triggers. Do you not feel like he, he's someone who's of enough experience to, to, have, to already know something like that? I mean, he's I feel like we play a very unique way of football. Managers. Um, if I'm correct, I believe it was Ceballos from Arsenal who said Liverpool are the hardest team to play against because the way they press, they press like a machine. They're 100% perfect press. Yeah. And right. I've gone on this podcast several times. I remember being in Paris and I was talking shit about Mbappe and saying um, if a player comes in he needs to be able to learn that because if someone's out of the press that messes up the whole press it just takes one person to be out of place that leaves a bit too much space for the opposition 
and we can get past the rounds. And you can see that with so many teams, especially lower down in the league, where they try and press against good, better teams that are very, very good on the ball at the back, and they get exposed yeah. because someone's out of place, someone doesn't make it there in time, someone doesn't know how their body shape should be. And exactly. I'm not saying it's going to take forever for him to get to the side and forever for him to learn that, but I think he sits out for about two months and he just learns. Wow. He might come in and come off the bench for like a few minutes. Right, okay. But, but we'll no, take... I'm, I'm with you, Marco. I, okay, I understand. Yeah. It does take time for a player to adapt to our style, right? Especially but you have to remember, this is, this is a Thiago who I believe played under Pep Guardiola, if I'm not mistaken. That you know, be, yeah. he, is that Barca or Bayern? I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it could have been. It, no, it was Barca. It, 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 was it Bayern? Anyway, anyway. Yeah, he's played, he's played under him. He's played yeah. under him, right? Um, who also, also um, has taken up a pressing game. On top of that, he is of the experience of someone who you'd expect to pick it up sooner. And the fact that he would, him signing now, is not necessarily a during-the-season purchase. There's still yeah. pre-season. There's still mm-hmm. there's a training game. Seasons will start until October, if I'm not mistaken. September. September, rather. Yeah. Uh, apologies. So he would still have time. Imagine it's made, I don't know, mid-August. I feel like he would have enough time to say, okay, I'm starting. I think there is a conversation to be had in that because of, how intense, how intense we play, um, no one can come into our team and start. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if we're the yeah. only ones who play a pressing game. Right? So I've, I do think there are players who can come into our team. And I'm of the opinion that Thiago would be one of those, those people. But Anik, you, you think otherwise, which is completely fine. Um, who do you think I think be targeting in that, in that, in that case? And, yeah. Or, or, or who do you think would walk straight into our team and don't say the likes of KDB? Because, I mean... That's, that's obvious, yeah. So, um, well, I want to answer the first question first. I think we need to focus on a left back, then a forward, then a midfielder, yeah. and in that oh, okay. order. Okay. I think I think definitely we need a left back. I mean, I mean, just coming back to the Tiago thing. To be honest, we don't need him as such. I feel as though we need a backup or cover for left back. Do you not feel as though games? Okay, I agree with the fact that we do need uh, cover for left back. Uh, but do you not, feel, not agree with the fact that there were games where we really struggled to to make enough chances and our, our fullbacks were nullified, where a player like Thiago might have been the mm-hmm. answer to those? Yeah, but look, since lockdown, Naby has just come through and I feel as though we have that bit of creativity there with him. Yeah. I, I really don't feel it's necessary to get Thiago. I, I, I really don't. I, I really don't think it's a necessity for Liverpool to go out there and get him. I really think, as a Liverpool fan, we should be focusing on, on left-back and someone up top because the two sort of weaknesses I've seen this season from us is when we go forward and then when it goes up top, it's just a bit stale. And against the Everton game, when you know I saw Milner at left-back and I was like, oh man, we need some natural whip there, whip there with, with a left-footer. And obviously, Robbo looked, looked, looked to those getting a bit tired, which is why I feel as though we should be focusing on a left-back. And with that, I think, obviously, we've spoken about it. I think maybe Jamal Lewis. Um, I think on, on the Champions pod that we've done, someone suggested Van Aanholt, like an experienced Premier League left-back. I think, okay. yeah, we should be looking at like a cover or backup for Robbo. Um, I can't quite put my finger yet on who. But I think that's where the club should be sort of focusing their attentions at the moment. Um, and then with a forward, I know um, that was also discussed today. I think, yes, someone like Saw. Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. Will definitely help us. But, I mean, that changes every week who, who we're linked with and who we're going for. I think the thing about Liverpool is they just, when it comes to transfers, they always keep it sort of behind the scenes. Yeah. And exactly we just don't know. We just don't know. Noise. Yeah. yeah. Like, when have we really heard noise about people who've actually signed? Exactly. Dijk, yeah, Cater, yeah, but those were big money signings. We're not going to be making a big money signing, unfortunately, this window. We might do. Mm-hmm. But who knows? We can pull out the bag. They tend to keep their actual signings very, very quiet. So I'm not yeah. going to be worried. And, and just for some reason, there just seems like there's been so much noise about Thiago. Like 
so much noise about it. And um, I don't you know. know is, for me, I think it's when Tiago, or does this, just to close on Tiago, I think it's that when you have a world class talent who's proven, who is itching to join your club in a position where you require and desire a player like him, it's very much like dissatisfies both parties. And you're, you're chomping at the bit, you're excited at the prospect of signing a player like this. And normally we have it, we've seen that when we have a great squad or have a winning squad, we don't capitalise on, on that. We don't capitalise on the fact that we are the best in the land. And we almost fall, on our, almost fall back on our laurels. So now we have the chance to do it. I think people are a little impatient and they're a bit, perhaps they've got a bit of trust issues of, of what's happened in the past, you know, of us just resting on our laurels and being like, you know what, we'll be all right. And the team withers away and then we're back to where we began before Klopp was there. So I think that is, the, I don't know, perhaps I'm, I'm, I am, I'm just saying my own feelings, but <laughs> that's, that's what I'm mm-hmm. feeling like people are also feeling like. Mm. Feel well, like yeah, that's fair enough. The moment yeah. is don't panic. <laughs> It closes in October. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, 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 am, I am of that. Yeah, like, 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 like you just said, if the transfer window doesn't, it's only just opened. I think we do need to relax a bit. But people are impatient. You know, they want results. Yeah. And they want it now. That's we're of that era. Yeah, but the microwave era. My view on it. Last thing I'm gonna say anyway. My view on it is people become available throughout the transfer window. It's only August now. Shit, August. I was about to say July, but August now. We've got a whole other month. People could become available in September. Let's say we do go for Thiago, and then all of a sudden, Awa becomes available for the same price. Or Jack Grealish, the price goes down on that, and they're just asking for 50 mil now. Obviously, no. Like, that's never going to happen. But things like that, and somebody becomes available of a quality that will still improve us, but they're younger, or they're better at doing something that Klopp wants. Yeah, club. I feel say like this, though, Marco. Marco, you say this, and I said the closing, but you've given me another question to ask you. Um, you say this, but the you say it's very unlikely that Grealish price will come down, which I do agree with. I, I think there's nothing to suggest that a price will go down unless he's embroiled in something mad. Um, however, it's more likely that a team like PSG can swoop in and take a player the same way yeah, uh, yeah, Werner was yeah. done, the same way Havertz is looking to be done. So, mm-hmm. and I, that's not even to say we were even linked with. Um, uh, habits in particular I just it's just I guess it's more of like a fan link if you like but we've seen targets be uh taken from our grist. um we see, saw it with Pepe at the beginning of the last season we were linked to him heavily we saw it with uh William we were linked with him um yeah there's numerous players we've been linked we missed to out on, do you think we missed out on either William maybe slightly more but definitely well, Pepe for me no, 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 no. Let's let's not get into a Pepe discussion. No, no. <laughs> it was it was it That's was. That's the shame if you say that. No, no, but it was it was more on the fact that we've seen players who we believe to have been in our in our hands and we let it go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so I guess, I guess my views on that. Likely, I think I've said it on several different podcasts, especially the main pod. Klopp likes players that play for him. So if a player is gonna pick another club because of money or pick another club because they're more attractive, then that's not a player Klopp would want to work with. I can't think of that many players at the moment that have weighed up two different clubs, but Mane weighed up Tottenham and Liverpool, and he puts Liverpool. And you can tell right now he's not a scouser, but you can tell they love him, he loves the club. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't see Mane leaving in, in the near future. Yeah. Okay. Like, he he might even finish his career with us because that's who he is. And I think those are the type of players Klopp are looking Klopp is looking for. So if Thiago does go to PSG, yeah, cool, unfortunate. There'll be, there'll be someone else. I feel like the club are smart enough to bring the right people in. And who knows, maybe Jones can step up. Who knows? <laughs> no, I think, I think like, in regards to like, players we're missing out, let's say, let's say William for that, for instance. It was, a char- it was a time where Liverpool weren't really good. If, like, if you call a spade a spade, Liverpool weren't really that good. And... Um, he was going to go to Tottenham. He was going to come to us. Then he was going to go to Tottenham. Then Chelsea tweeted. Chelsea too. So I don't think it was a thing whereby the club done anything wrong. We offered him a package. He saw that he has more chance of playing at a higher level with Chelsea. Tottenham were better than us at that time. And um, Chelsea just took the advantage. And um, he was proven right because Chelsea went on to win the league. 
So um, I think, because in the group chat we had that discussion, and I think in those times, in the last, let's say, between 2010 and 2015, we was in a, in, a, in a strange situation where there was a lot of players or the team wasn't, just wasn't doing well. So I think now Liverpool are in a better position where they can afford to, um, to look at the best players like Thiago. When you have a player like Thiago, you say, now he wants to come and play for you. I get it. We should look to wrap up the deal. But then things like that just don't happen. It just doesn't happen like, with a flick of the wrist. There's negotiation that needs to take place. As I was explaining to someone yesterday, they may have a budget set aside for Thiago and they want to try and stick to that budget because they want... Who you talking to yesterday do you want to say his name? Uh, yeah, Julian. <laughs> I, was saying, I was telling Julian because Julian was saying that Liverpool have been have been rubbish in regards to transfers. Yeah, I want to stir the I pot said, a little bit. So. No, yeah, but I said that that was a ridiculous <laughs> notion because you can't take out of a prospect where for the five years we was rubbish. I mean, we was air. We was air. Like, we, we didn't qualify for Champions League. We had Rodgers. We had not Rodgers. We had Hudson playing the Europa League. Wasn't doing well. But now we're doing well and we can afford to eat at the higher table. So I think now we're in a position where we can attract whoever we want. And yeah, we and I think... Yeah. So sorry, Ellis, interrupt you, but I think yeah, it's on the back of what you said, I think now coming off you know the Club World Cup, coming off winning the Champions League, and now the league, we're like like a so-called destination club for these players. We're like we're like a club that players actually want to come and play for, as opposed to us showing them money, showing them the contract. Now we've got a state-of-the-art you know training facility. We've got a stadium that's just been expanded. We've just won, you know, we're the English, European, and world champions. People would want to come and play for us and our manager. Yeah, I think yeah. So, no, you are you are right. I think we'll we'll leave up we'll leave the rest of the discussion to our fans, leave the rest of it to our, our fan base and our followers to see what they think. Be honest, Joe, I'm coming for you. And our group chat, yeah, and on the Discord. <laughs> so yeah, just another another plug, guys. Twitter, um, even Instagram now as well. Um, not the best place for debates, but Discord as well. Get involved, get involved, guys. Um. Aside from Thiago, is there anyone else that you guys think we should be, be looking at? Um, Anik mentioned Jamal Lewis earlier. Is it, are there any other names that you think are realistic options for us? Marco, what do you think? I have quite a few realistic options. But I thought you might. I'm if I went to you first. Patreon, I'm going to save that for the Patreon. I'm not going to get too Oh, yeah? Okay. Right now. Because honestly, I don't want to give away my tactics, isn't it? Transfer you know game, what? I can't really... You know what? You're, you're completely right. Time, so. I completely forgot you reminded me, guys. Sign up to the Patreon, guys. Sign up to the <laughs> There is extra content there. You get ex- exclusive uh, rights on our Discord as well. You also get entered into um, free competitions that we have quarterly, um, annually. So, so yeah, get up free. Get, get signed up. Starts from just three quid. So, hopefully, you can spare that each month. So, yeah, thank you for reminding me. That was, that was, a, that was a great segue. But, anyway, Marco, is there anything there, you're gonna see a couple of players about. you can name? I'll talk about positions, yeah, and the okay. types of play. I'm not going to tri- give away too much. Okay, okay. I feel like we need forward option, yeah. I did want someone young originally. I wanted someone to come in and be the future, basically. Be like a Sancho. Sancho's age, that type of production. Obviously, Sancho's production is a lot higher than most people, but let's say 10 and 10 a season. Mm-hmm. And then can sub in for Firmino, sub in for Amani, sub in for Salah. Um, originally, I was thinking maybe Dembele, who can play across the front three. And um, I slowly started changing my view to more of a false nine who can play across the front three. Okay. And someone who's more of a 10 but is playing in a nine, similar to Firmino, but more explosive than Firmino. And I'm slightly shifting towards an older profile as well because I feel like seeing Brewster, especially past um, post lockdown, he looks really, really good. I don't want anything to stop him from not playing at all. I want him to... Ellis trying to keep his cool there. Trying not to <laughs> smile. That's all right. We'll <laughs> see stop, you. Stop to going up all the time, man. But I don't want anything to stop him from playing where he should be playing. I don't want him out on the left like Origi was. I want him to have that nine yeah. spot down. And if we get a straight out and out nine, that's about 24, mm. that kind of hinders Brewster because he's going to have to go out on loan again or he's going to have to play out on the wing. And I don't like this whole notion of playing the striker out on the wing. I do get Arsene Wenger did it really well with Thierry Henry and he had his reasons for that and said when he came back inside he had a bit more space, a bit more composure because being out on the wing you have that one direction you're tending to push. Um, being in the you center, also you develop a, 
you also, you also develop a, a better um, 1v1 ability. As yeah, well. you mm-hmm. develop a better 1v1 ability. So there's so much that can come from it, but seeing the mare that Origi had, and Origi came to us as a very, very good young player, I don't want to see that again. So yeah. would, you keep, would you keep Brewster out on loan then for next year? I would keep him here. I would buy an older forward who can play across all three. Mm-hmm. And when Brewster's needed, he can swap in and out with Firmino. Let's talk starting lineup anyway. Swap in and out with Firmino. And that versatile forward can swap in and out with someone else. Let's say Carlin mm-hmm. Cup game, we start one of our big three. We start Brewster. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's say a name. Let's say the buyer um, who's aging, who can play across all three. He's doing it for Leon, he's the main man at Leon. doing it for Netherlands, main man at Netherlands. Similar type of guy to Firmino in terms of the way he can drop in, create um, a bit more explosive, has that free kick ability, and seems like a, he really wants to come back and prove himself. Obviously, his time at Manchester United wasn't the greatest. Um, I'm sure he feels like he wants to come and prove his doubters in the UK wrong. Right. Cool. And for those who don't know, that person is Memphis Depay. So, yeah, on the topic of Memphis Park, because I'm, I'm glad you brought him up, actually, because I think he's, he's a good person to discuss. Um, Ellis, what do you think about the, uh, someone like Memphis Depay, as I bring up his wonderful record for Lyon? Go on, you speak. Uh, yeah, I, I like him, actually. I think he's like, like um, Marco said, he's the type of profile that we need. Um, I, he's the type of player that I've been looking for, someone who can play across the front line so he can do a job as your... Number nine, he can do a job on the right. Um, I think he's the type of player that we need to be looking at. Uh, only thing that him, I think that hinders him is nothing injury. So um, that's really gonna affect him, and I don't know how how he can come back for that. But um, he is he's the type of player that we should be looking at, or someone within that profile. That um, we should be looking at because it's going to be cheap. From what I saw, I saw the numbers abounding around was about 20 million, 25 million. That would be a steal, I have That's to say. He is somehow 19. still only 26 years old, even though he feels like Dubai. Yeah, yeah, Manchester yeah. 26 years old. If, if, if 26. Feels, yeah, he feels like he's been around for years and years. You know, years. You know I was saying older profile because I thought he was like 29, 30 now. Nah, man, uh, 26 so, would be perfect. 26 would be perfect. I know for ACL injury, I believe, or serious Yeah, injury. Yeah, that's so the only... How he adapts. Yes, exactly. That's the only Plus. thing that really that's questionable. And just to put some numbers towards his name, albeit it is the uh, is Ligue 1, but he's, I think the numbers do speak for themselves. Playing in 135 games, he scored 53 goals and he's assisted 43. So that is a return of... 96 goals in 135 appearances. Or 96 goals and assists, rather, in 135 appearances. Of course, we need to tax it a little bit because it being Ligue 1, but I think that is impressive. Mm. Um, Anik, what are your thoughts? I think initially, look, he is a forward, so yeah, I think it's definitely someone that, that we need to consider ahead of like a midfielder. Um, I think just his numbers in you know the French League, I think that's the only thing that I'll consider like at the end of the day it's the French League so I'm not entirely sure whether it will work like he's come he's come to the Premier League it obviously didn't work out for him Mm. he's got this injury now is he going to come back is he going to be able to fit in Um, to be honest with you he's probably not the sort of player that I would be going for up top really yeah is is there something else you have in mind go for out and out striker that's Patreon exclusive content there. Probably one thing I will say is, um, oh, I lost my point. No way. Carry on, carry on. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me quickly answer your question, though, Marco. I probably would go for someone um, that's oh, out that's and out it. striker. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I would we, like. Say, the, the way you described it earlier was that you'd want a forward who can play across the line. And now you're saying yeah. you want a striker. So what's changed? No, 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 no. I said no, no. I said that we should be focused on a left back, a forward, a okay. forward, not one that can play just a forward. But in a forward, you normally assume a left winger is a forward, a right winger is a forward, isn't it? So yeah, you, yeah. Assume... but the type of forward, but the type of forward that I would go for would be an out and out centre forward, someone okay. Okay. different. Um, yeah, I might as well say yeah. I think I think 
someone like Raul Jimenez would work. Oh, okay. Obviously, he's got pros yeah. and cons as well. Um, you know, they're a bit half and half. But, you know, he's, he's I think he's got the second highest amount of goals in the Premier League. He's establishing the league. He knows how to play. He gives us something a bit different. And for an out-and-out forward, I think he is, you know, I, th- I think he's a bit mobile compared to some of the others that are sort of, you know, physically big, you know, over six foot, etc. Um, I think he gives us something different, but I think he's just signed that. I think he just signed for Wolves last year. He's on a big yeah, contract. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I think someone like that. I've definitely seen crazier things happen in regards to players leaving after a season. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a fantastic shot. If you're talking about our strikers, I think, I think his game is somewhat... He's in that second, that second tier bracket of teams in the Premier exactly. League. People don't really watch them too much. However, I've watched a few games of his uh, post-lockdown and you can see he actually does have great build-up play as well. He, yeah. can be, he can ping a ball fairly well. So I think I know we, we have a lot of stock in Firmino and how well he can build up play and how he can connect with the forwards, well, our, our wide forwards. I think Jimenez wouldn't, wouldn't be too bad of a, a man who comes in to deputise or yeah. deputise Firmino. I think, yeah, he wouldn't be out of place. I saw no, I do. I definitely agree with that. Sorry, Howard. I just remembered my point. So, Alex, you did say league on, and you're not sure how he's going to adapt. And yeah. just off I'm thinking of people who have moved from league on and been a success in the Premier League. I know there's a big one in Pepe. Let's not get into that. But <laughs> Rude has come over. Giroud has done. Although his time in Ars- at Arsenal was not covered in glory, but you can tell Giroud's a very, very good striker. And on um, yeah, I was going to mention I was going to mention positives. I was going to mention Ismail who looks amazing, raw talent. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention ASM, looks amazing himself. Yeah. There's quite a few. Obviously, there's Henry. Yeah, there's a few over the history of the Premier League that have come from France and been a success. And I just think that I just think it's it's with, with that being a league that there's only ever you know one or two teams that you know are the mm-hmm. best there. Those sort of numbers, it is quite hard to read into because more than likely the other 14, 15 teams, you're just going to, you know, blow away anyway. Yeah. And, then, and you know, I, it is a 50-50 when you that. come over but, here. No, no, you know what? I think that's a little bit ignorant of us to say because it's, I don't think, I don't think many of us watch League I'm not saying you exactly. should. Exactly. However, I don't think it's as plain sailing as we suggest. Don't get me wrong, it is plain sailing. It is. I think... Um, PSG won the league in March, uh, last year or the year before, something like that, which was outrageous. So it can be plain sailing. However, I don't think it's as much of a like walk in the park as, as is, that is suggested. For the but, other teams below, yeah. that's what I think, personally. Especially if you have one dominant team. Let's say, um, look at Spain, where there's Barcelona, Real Madrid. All the other teams tend to fight, well, tend to try and fight for the Champions League spot. But and at least, but, but There's a variety of people that come and go. I think it's unfair to compare to compare Liga to La Liga. I think La Liga has always had that competitive edge. We even mm. saw Rafa Benitez winning Valencia the league title. Um, yeah. So you don't really see that too much in in France. We've seen PSG win the league seven out of the last eight times, with only Emery's PSG faltering to Monaco. So you, I do get why you, why you are saying that, uh, Anik. I just think it's more. I think it's more to do with the fact that the quality that PSG have eclipse the rest of the teams by such a large distance. And the money. Make and sure. the money, yeah, yeah. You know what, you know what I'm money. trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> money and the quality go hand in hand. Um, also, I think, also, I think it's more about, you can't, you have to take away, they forget about goals and assists in it and talk about the approach play and what the players are doing. For instance, how many chances do they create, how many times they beat a man. If we're looking for a central midfielder, all these passing, is it hitting the right targets? What's his work rate like? So that's what we need to look at. I feel, I feel that, again, like how I said, it is ignorant just to say, oh, yeah, let's tax it times two because it's an easy league. Professional football is not easy, and it? it's just mm. the fact they've been put into that situation. And then, again, a lot of players that have come from France have dominated this country. Even like recently, you had Giroud who came from Montpellier. You had... Um, but you also had Lacazette. Yeah, so, yeah. it hasn't been bad. Like, but yeah, like has been, it's just Arsenal's been rubbish. Yeah, Arsenal's like, been rubbish. He's, he's trying to go, but yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't been the best. But okay. then Mares, if you look at Mares, then if you look yeah. at yeah, yeah, yeah. Mares came from Mares came from League Two even. Yeah, he came from yeah, the yeah. 
Miss Kante. So it's, it's any like, like any country is touch and go because you can say like Spain, we bought um Luis Garcia, who was a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah, like there's loads Nunes. of Nunes. Yeah. There's loads of different caveats for every single thing. So when you do say something like, Oh yeah, because they're in league on they don't they might not match up in the Prem because that's a slower league. Yeah, it is, but you can always see talent regardless. I think no, I think it is I think no what what Alex said, I don't think we can disregard it completely. I do think what you said warrant had some warranty to it. I just think the degree of which we can um like perhaps I don't know disregard um, another league's quality shouldn't be as much yeah, as what it shouldn't be as much as it is yeah like, because someone from league on for it's no honestly we've seen some crazy games from our own teams in the Premier League why on earth did Chelsea play a back three against a Liverpool team at Anfield it didn't make sense if, if that happened in up. Germany having a league on we're shouting at them saying people are not yeah. serious and then it finished 5-3 so, yeah so it, like, was, it was a ridiculous a game game. game yeah exactly so we so I, we were 4-0 up at half time innit no we were 3-1 on the half time 3-1 up sorry my uh, bad but anyway I think I think that's up to interpretation I think I think what I'd say is watch it yourself and then make a judgement if not I think perhaps reeling thoughts before Spewing them, but that's just that's just my own my fault, and that's not to discredit anything you said, Anik. In case, in <laughs> it's case, okay, case it's okay. okay. Awesome. I think we spent enough time on on transfers there. So there are a few options. There's Coutinho. Uh, it's Coutinho. Wow, why did I say that? There is. Yeah, there, no, is, I, there is Thiago. Forget him. Forget him. There is Thiago. There's Jimenez. There is um, Memphis Depay. Just three that we've mentioned, just far. Mm-hmm. But before we go to before we finish that, there'll be more in the transfer game, by the way, a lot more. Yeah, there'll be exactly there'll, well. there'll be a lot more in our transfer game and our Patreon exclusive content. So yeah, it's definitely worth waiting for that. Um, before we finish up today's pod, I just want to ask for everyone's player of the season. Now we are planning on doing similar to Chessy Hour. Um, we are planning on doing our very own awards, um, where we would discuss things like the biggest flex, uh, largest L. Um, what else? Uh, performance of the season. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. <laughs> some of it will be voted internally, and some of it will be voted by you guys listening. So keep a lookout for that. That'll be coming next week. But just for this week, I'm just going to ask everyone's player of the season. Ellis, I'm going to start with you. Tell me your player of the season and why, please. Sadio your main. main. The main man. Yeah, he was clutch from about August to. I want to say Feb. He was clutch from August to Feb. Um, he turned up when we needed someone to um, get us out of the jam. First goals he was scoring, winners he was scoring, winning penalties, driving. This season he just looked like he was really on it. Um, so I can't really take it away from him. There's a lot, to, to be fair, there's a lot of players. Trent was spectacular. Yeah, I mention, man. Yeah, I know um, yeah, for sure. Hendo for a few months. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that, but like we can't really, we can't, we can't not take it away from him because he. I didn't say a word, Ellis. I didn't uh, <laughs> but he did step up when um, Fabinho was injured. He did. When Fabinho that. was he injured. Did. He, he stepped up. So he definitely did have a good stint in the side. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny that we're not mentioning Salah, even though he banged goals. But if you compare him to nineteen goals, ten assists. Yeah, just like yesterday on the pod, and everyone just kept quiet. Like, it's, it's, what I'm saying. So <laughs> it's funny. I think someone like him, he's just um, from way the, the standard that he set, mm. so high, and you can't keep up that standard. Yeah. So and performance levels, guys, he hasn't been the same. Like, he could have had way more goals than the 19 that he did have. Yeah, way. he could have. He could have got 19. Like, 19 yeah, 19 is very respectable. Very, very respectable. Not respectable is mad, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. two from the left hand side. Yeah, so, um, yeah. like twenty nine goal contributions in thirty eight games is crazy. It's, like. it's crazy, bro. So, but yeah, and he but, was injured for a period as well. Yeah, he did, yeah. He did, yeah. So, but going back to Mane, I'm not going to take anything, anything away from him. He was head and shoulders the best attacker um, this season. So he's probably my my yeah player of the season. Cool. How about yourself, Anik? Who do you think? What are your votes on? Yeah, I think it's going to be clean sweep here. I think it's going to be Mane as well. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, I think he only had three weeks off before the start of the year. 
Ridiculous. Coming back from the Afri African Cup of Nations. Ridiculous. Absolutely. What he's done with a little amount of rest is... Yeah, I think... Yeah, he's played consistently over, over two years. Two, two full years. And he's just... Yeah, he's just come, come through with some, you know, top moments as well. Um, I think he's... Like, so many match winners. I think he scored, you know, the crucial game against Villa. Um, the game against Burnley. He scored... Um, he scored the winner against. Uh, I think he scored the really important goal against Norwich, yeah. and against yeah, Bournemouth as well. It's funny that game. Yeah. against Norwich. Was he, he actually came off the bench that game because yeah, he I came believe, off the bench. I believe he did. He go off to um international duty. Or am I mistaken? So he was. I thought he was a bit. In, he was injured a little bit. Yeah, he was something. So and he then he just came he on and scored straight away. Yeah. Obviously, the Leicester that game. That Leicester game. Yeah, he was. He was so influential in that game. Everton you know, game as scored, well. Uh -huh. Yeah. Exactly, and he's the only one on the front three that started that game. Yep, that's true. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good bad key, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Margaret, is your vote the same? When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Uh, yeah, honorable mention for Trent, and I need to say something because Sebi was chatting shit yesterday about Russia's performance against Spurs. <laughs> and then I listened to Mugga today and I hear him saying, oh yeah, pressure against his old manager, blah, 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 blah. Trent was playing after the Club World Cup here. Yeah. I think it was a two-day... Gap interval between the matches. Something like that. Two three days, yeah. He's got, barely had any rest, and we—I can't remember where we do fly out to. To Qatar, isn't it? Yeah. Qatar's like a twelve-hour flight direct, or something like that. So he basically didn't have a day that he could rest. Came back. Leicester, everyone was expecting Leicester to pick up points against us, and he pulls off. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Marco. Before you start that, I think before that match, Wambasaka got an assist. Yeah, Wambasaka. And there was something assist, trending on Twitter. Said, Sebi said, I remember, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, come outside, come outside. Everybody say, come outside, and he came outside. To be fair, though, so, Twitch, but before you, before you continue, just to, <laughs> just to clarify, we, we, did, we won the Club World Cup on 21st, and we played against Leicester on Boxing. 26. Yeah, yeah so, cool, cool. so, 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 so there was a five-day gap, yeah. Five days, regardless, like, you don't have that day of rest. Obviously, after the Club World Cup, they were still out there. They didn't come straight away, they Celebrated a little bit because what do you do when you win the title? So win a trophy, you celebrate. Obviously, certain men can't even begin to imagine what that feels like. But he comes back after winning the trophy. Head's not really in the right place. Leicester are doing really well. They're coasting in the league. Everybody thinks that they are the ones that can take points off us. And I believe we're still unbeaten at that point. And it was going to be a thing where Leicester beat us and they take away unbeaten record. They turned up. They played Madison left mid and Chilwell just behind. And I was thinking, you know what? Madison might be able to drift in the spaces behind Trent. But Madison didn't get a sniff the whole game. I believe he got taken off, dragged at like 70th minute. And Trent was just ridiculously amazing. And he's been amazing throughout. Um, I remember today I was thinking about the Chelsea goal. Do you remember the Chelsea 2-1? Um, the free, the free yeah, the free kick. One free kick. Clutch moment. He slapped it top corner. Like absolutely ridiculous. He has been very important. But, very, but you're still saying money over Trent. Yeah, you're still saying money. Okay, cool. Well, Alec was right in his prediction. For me, it is also Sadio Mane. Um, what he did in the beginning part, beginning towards the middle um part of the season, uh, it's, there were games we didn't deserve to win, and it's those games that I always hold so close to me because it reminds me of me growing up and watching Fergie's United and seeing games that they didn't they did not deserve to win they didn't they didn't even deserve to have uh, a draw and there was clutch moments from a variety of players who've come up to be tramps it just so happened that most more time it was Sadio Mane for us and he took the the intensity never dropped even in his very last game he, he came on late still managed to bag a goal against Newcastle he is definitely someone who I think has been improving year on year um, more than any other player and it's clear to see that the Jurgen Klopp factor has definitely had a positive influence on him so yeah for sure he's all of our player of the season awesome brilliant brilliant okay keeping it short keeping it brief 
thank you very much guys for tuning in thank you thank you very very much to Anik, ellis and marco of course thank you so much guys join our conversation on twitter cop and fracker join our conversation on discord if that suits you better we also have a competition that i forgot to mention earlier where we are giving away a free kit all you have to do is follow our account and retweet the kit check it out you'll be right there as our pin tweet don't you worry might not be our pin tweet still still look for it you'll be fine um yeah that's everything i've got to say patreon as well uh, patreon because this chapter game is going to be crazy like yeah, from what yeah. we're having discussions we're having in the group when that gets put on camera yeah, you're not going to enjoy man. Gonna be a lot of <laughs> yeah patreon as well check it out guys um thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week peace thanks a lot <laughs>